Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven fempreneurs learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Turn your dreams into actionable, marketable, and profitable plans and make your business irresistible. Hey, Bombshell. Welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I'm your host, Amber, the Velvet Machete Hurdle, coming to you with real talk and a lot of encouragement via this podcast. I'm rocking just for you. This is episode nine, and we are going to talk about the three marketing mistakes you are making and how to fix them. Because, you know, I wouldn't just leave you hanging there. I would definitely give you the solutions to your problems. So speaking of solving problems, this morning I was having a conversation with my executive assistant, Mary. Um, So we have our weekly power huddle and we got to the script um, for one of my webinars, and I was just over it. I was like, Ugh, it just it sounds salesy. I don't like it. It's icky. And I just said out loud, like, ugh, I hate sales. And she's like, what are you talking about? You're such a strong closer. I'm pretty sure I've closed 100% of the business that has come my way since Mary's been on my team. Um, but it doesn't feel like selling to me. And I think that is the difference. So first of all, I'm really good. Like I pre-qualify like a boss. So I'm not even going to have a sales conversation with somebody that I don't think is likely going to buy. And I certainly don't try to attract people to me that are not a good fit. So there is that. But the biggest part is I just help people. And I know my value and I know the results that I get. And I know my history and my experience. So obviously, I'm going to charge for all that, um, but I don't want to sell. I just want to solve problems. I just want you to come and tell me what's going on so that I can use the real creative, out-of-the-box type thinking that I have so I can make it better for you. And since I'm not a nonprofit, I'm, I'm going to charge for that. So had that conversation this morning. And then this afternoon, I got a facial with my um, esthetician, Nikki Green, over at Beauty Boutique. And we just happened to be chatting as she was, you know, kind of prepping and stuff. And, um, and it came up in conversation because I asked her, you know, how are you liking it? And, you know, how's, how's business going? Um, because she recently started over there within the past, I don't know, couple months. And she, basically said the same thing. She she knows her service is good. She knows she's genuinely helping people's skin because hello, I mean, I don't know about you, but my skin's not getting any younger and I'm pretty sure we only get like, you know, one body with one skin. So obviously we're going to go, people who really care about their skin are going to see an esthetician on the reg. And so she knows that she's providing value and she knows she's using amazing products too. They're medical grade um, or professional grade products. So it doesn't really feel like selling. I mean, if somebody has an issue, then she can say, well, I really think you should use this or um, I think we should do this treatment because she's helping that person's skin. If there wasn't a problem, she wouldn't suggest that. So again, Twice in one day, and it's so funny that it was the day that I was going to record this podcast. Um, you know, there's these conversations with women about like the ickiness of selling. So if you're, if you look at it more as I'm solving a problem in exchange for, um, certificates of, 
of appreciation, as Rabbi uh, Lapin would say, then it makes the sales part a lot easier. But the problem is, is that you can't even close a sale if nobody knows about you, right? So in comes marketing. So I know you are all salivating because all of my bombshells are just like, oh, they love to talk about marketing. Um, but the problem is very few until, of course, they come talk to me. I'm just kidding. Um, but, but seriously, most women, and especially most women who are large and in charge and type A personalities and are owners and that sort of thing, they want to learn about all the marketing, but they're so busy wearing so many different hats that it's hard to really double down and focus on this. So I'm assuming you're listening into this podcast episode because you're frustrated with your results. Maybe you have a little bit of a roller coaster results. You get hot to trot on something, and then you... You don't get the same results, so you get discouraged, or maybe some things are working and some things are not, but you don't really know what is and what isn't, or maybe it's just not working at all. You're tired of keeping up with all the newest trends, like do I Snapchat, do I, you know, what's what's with Instagram stories, all that kind of stuff. Um, you've handed it off, maybe you've hired somebody and just then stuck your head in the sand and then you woke up and realized you're not getting where you want to be, either financially or with your customer base. Um or maybe you thought somebody was an expert and so you handed it off to them and you're like, okay, well, I was sucking that bad all by myself and it didn't cost me money. So, <laughs> you know, there's just a lot going on. So it's going to be okay, first of all. And today we're going to uh, talk about how to hit more of an easy button and to get in a rhythmic flow of marketing. So let's dive into the first mistake that you're ma- making in your marketing plan or lack thereof. So mistake number one, you have no consistent active marketing strategy. So this is meaning um, you don't have a measurable plan in place to go out and ask people to become your customer. So this is not you know internal stuff or trying to keep your current customers. This is going out into the world and luring people in, going on the hunt for new business. Um, and this is why all of the whiz-bang new marketing strategies and the new social media tools become either shiny objects that straight up waste your time or they totally overwhelm you because you don't have a measurable plan in place. So right now, I want you to either quickly go to amberhurdle.com forward slash podcast and look for episode nine and download this worksheet, put me on Pies of School. Okay, now that we're unpaused, um, here's how I want you to take action. Or if you don't have the worksheet or if you're like taking notes on your phone, just, just write these down. I just want you to jot down three ways that you're going to go out and actively seek new customers. So this could be networking. And if you don't know how to network, just look on my site. I've got lots of different um, networking articles. Um, you can use Facebook Live or YouTube videos. Videos is very hot right now, especially if you have, um, like if you're selling yourself, if you are the esthetician, if you are the massage therapist, if you are the personal trainer or the CrossFit coach or whatever, if you're if you are the hairdresser and maybe you're the, um, you're a master stylist and the owner, and you know you're you're still an op, an operator, but you're also doing the the work. That's a great way for you to um, get your your personality out there and get people wanting to do business with you specifically. Um, there's text promotions, email marketing campaigns, joint venture partnerships, meaning you connect with another complimentary but not competing business and y'all co-mingle audiences. So that could be through a contest. Um, Like locally, I've seen 
um, people who have uh, gone into like a competition with another business to get likes and shares and that sort of thing. Or it could be that you do an event together, like an open house where you bring in lots of different businesses so that all of your unique customers are coming into the same place and then they're starting to get exposed to other um, to other businesses. And, and that's almost an entire episode on its own that I probably will do because that's one of my favorite strategies. Um, direct mail, yes. It's still a thing. It's alive and well, and especially for local businesses. So do not give up on direct mail. Um, paid sponsorships, meaning you pay someone to be a brand advocate for you. Um, you don't have to be Kylie Jenner to get paid to promote a product. Other people welcome those opportunities too. So look through your Facebook um, or excuse me, your Instagram and see maybe who you could possibly pay who has a lot of followers who can snap a picture of themselves using your service and, and throw them a little um, money their way. Uh, speaking engagements, you can be known as the expert in your field or your area. Look for those opportunities where you can get up on the stage and everybody's listening to you. Because the minute you put yourself in that expert field, like, why are you listening to me? I'm an expert. So now you're coming to me and you're going to be more likely to buy from me because I've already proven to you that I know what I'm talking about. If you've listened to any of my podcast episodes, it's I hope it's pretty clear that, you know, I'm, I'm not new to this game. I, I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm telling you is, is going to work for you. So you might not have a podcast, but you might be able to get up on a stage or even talk to like local community groups or whatever that looks like for your business and be known as the expert. So people go, Oh, well, I want, I want somebody who knows what they're doing. So they come to you. Um, obviously, social media is is an outreach. is a It's an active marketing strategy, but I want you to measure it. And we're going to get into that. And then upselling within your business. What's the customers there so that there are additional services or product sales? Now, if you're in the salon business or the spa business, like you know how to do this. Somebody comes in, you wash their hair. They're like, oh my gosh, that smells so good. How does it, uh, well, what are you using? And then you sell them that shampoo at the end. And then your product um, rep, loves you and then they, you know, bring you lunch and donuts and stuff and it's a wonderful beautiful thing, but you're you're also making more money for your salon by not just taking the money for the original service, you're trying to upsell other services. Or maybe if you're a spa, you might say, "Oh, do you need an eyebrow wax today?" or whatever that looks like. Um I can go on and on and on about this, but think about when you're thinking about um active marketing strategies. It's things where you are going out Beyond your business, people aren't coming to you. It's not inbound. You are going out and you are luring business in. Now that sounds so like maniacal, but that's what you're doing. You're, you're putting bait out there with your marketing messaging and then you're luring those people in. So I want you to pick a few of those things and then create goals for what you're trying to accomplish and then measure your success. I don't want you just willy-nilly going out there and networking at any networking thing where it's really lame and you're eating stale crackers next to some weird guy who's like not even dressed nice and he's trying to like sell you a timeshare or something. I don't know, but I've had a lot of those experiences. I don't go to those things anymore because I only go to the places where I know I'm going to get measurable results or that you know I need some support or peers or, or whatnot. So first thing that you want to measure is um, your revenue. Are you getting new business? Um, is there an increase in your per customer spend? That's one way to measure. Is like, are you simply making more money? Okay, then what you're doing is working, right? Number two is an increase in your website traffic. So if you don't have some kind of like, uh, like Google Analytics or something uh, attached to your website 
call your web person right now, or if you're the tech person um, on on the team, get in there and, and start measuring that because you need to be able to see trends. That if you are if you are sending things out in social media and you're trying to drive traffic to your website and you're not measuring if that traffic is actually coming or not, then you're just freaking wasting your time. So sit down and chill out and like, you know, have a cocktail because you may as well just be doing that anyways. Um, You can also um, measure an increase in website conversions. Okay, oh my gosh, Amber, what does that even mean? That means if somebody comes to your website and then they book a service and pay for it on your website for those who have those more advanced websites, then that's a website conversion. It could also be that somebody comes to your website and then they, um, like you've actively sought them out on social media or direct mail or whatever, and you have them go to your website and then you have something there for them where if they put in their email address, and we'll talk about this in just a minute, then you capture their email address and they get that thing. Okay, so that is a conversion in gaining their email address. And and I'll tell you the why behind that when we get to that part of um, the discussion. Um, and then also just an increase in phone traffic. Like my husband's in real estate. He has been since the beginning of time. And, you know, measuring for him is like the phone's ringing more, right? If that's... Um, if his phone is ringing, that means that he is doing well. And oftentimes, especially in brick and mortar businesses, you know, we're not doing it the new techie way. People just want to pick up the phone and schedule an appointment. So um, have a system for tracking that. Yes, your front desk person should be tracking every single daggum call that comes in every single daggum day. And they need to capture information about that inquiry, um, whether or not they booked, like if they called and then they ended up not booking, like if they're just tire kickers, that needs to be marked somewhere. And then why they called you, how did they hear about you? And that's just a friendly like, oh, cool, great. We'd love to have you. Um, have you been with us before? Okay, yes, they're a client or no, they're not a client. Hopefully you have some kind of customer relationship management system or software where you can look them up and maybe mention something about, okay, I'm like getting into customer service now, but make them feel like you know who the heck they are. Or you say, great, how'd you hear about us? And then they go, oh, my friend Susie, or I I got something in the mail today. And so you track that and then you can see if things are working or not. Now, this is like such common sense stuff. But people don't do it. So I'm going to have to like, I am I'm going to be the, the mistress of the obvious. And I'm going to tell you that you should be tracking where people um, find you. And the reason why you are inconsistent or flip-flopping around in your marketing, the reason why you feel like you're on a roller coaster is because you're not really doing these things. You're not, you don't really know what the heck is working versus what is a waste of your time. So um, guess what? If your ideal customer is on Pinterest, She's not likely on Twitter. So why are you spreading yourself thin trying to do Pinterest and Facebook and Twitter and you're on LinkedIn, but really you're like a day spa, so who's talking to you on LinkedIn? That's just crazy. So you need to have a plan in place. You need to be intentional and then see if that plan works by measuring it. And you need to give it some time. I always recommend like three months of consistency and then do um, a final evaluation at the end of that three-month cycle and decide what you want to add or subtract um, or if, if you just keep things the same because it's working. So we're going to go out and get people we're going to lure them into our businesses, and then we're going to measure if that lure is actually working or not. Um, I would give you some fishing analogies, but I know none of y'all would get them. So <laughs> I am the weird person who is a complete uh, 
spa brat slash salon junkie slash gym rat um, who also happens to enjoy um, fishing. So anyways, okay, mistake number two, uh, your marketing home isn't prepared to receive guests. That's so rude. When you invite someone over to dinner, you clean your house up, you have glassware to offer them a cocktail, um, you have maybe your cocktail napkin sitting out, or at least you have like a, you know, a, a supermarket tray of vegetables ready. I mean, you're prepared. Well, the same goes for your business. You need to have your passive marketing game in place. So first of all, I want you to be consistently branded. If somebody seeks you out, you should make them feel the same way about your business through every interaction. So your Twitter page should look like your Facebook page, which should look like your Instagram, your your um, your profile pictures should all be the same. It should match your website. The colors should be the same. The font should be the same. Um, your, your branding in your direct mail should be the same. If you advertise in a local magazine or a local newspaper, that should have the same look and feel consistently. That is what branding is. You want to evoke emotional response so people believe a certain thing about you. Now, um, if you need to learn a little bit more about branding, then I recommend that you go back to, I think it is episode... Do, do, do episode four, and we'll link to that in the show notes um, so that you know how um, how to do branding and why branding even matters. Um, so here's what I want you to do. Pull out your, your worksheet again, um, or your piece of paper, or your phone notes, or whatever you're working with, and I want you to choose two ways you can amp up your passive marketing in the next three months. So, so you can amp up how you prepare your home for guests, your business home for guests. First, is your website ready for a visitor? Do they know what to do next? Do they? I mean, is it just an online brochure? Is there some kind of action you want them to take? Do you want them to book an appointment? Do you want them to download a free resource or coupon? Do you want them to follow you on Instagram? Which I would recommend you try to keep them on your website because that's kind of home and that's where you can sell to them. That's where you can capture their email address so you can sell to them through email. What about online business listings? If somebody Googled you, do they have, um, do they see that you have a Google Place set up? Will they be able to map to you? Um, what about Yelp? What about Manta? What about travel sites like Travelocity or um, uh, what's the other one? I can't, I can't think of what it is. Um, well, if I think of it, I'll link to it in the show notes. Um, are there city or regional specific sites that you could be a part of? So, for example, a restaurant client of mine in Rosemary Beach is on all the South Walton Beach websites. Like, if you go to sowall.com and go to restaurant listings, you'll find them there. And everything that has to do with anything related to South Walton, you will see them listed there so that when people go, they know that you're a legitimate business and an option. Just think about all the times you Google search something like. I mean, just even this past week, I I had a tight turn on getting um, some uh, spa services taken care of and for a bigger group. And so I just Googled like full service day spa because I knew the places that I would normally call couldn't possibly get me in. So now I'm I'm looking for that. So did I go straight to their website or did I go look at the reviews? Well, that home was nice and tidy. People had great reviews. Well, guess what? Those people who own those spas probably ask their customers to go there and, and leave them their, their reviews. So you need to do those same type of things. Or maybe you want to optimize your SEO. 
your search engine optimization. And that's where you need to focus so people can easily find you. So you might start blogging on your website using terms that you know people are actually Googling and looking for to help them find you, like best facial in uh, Milwaukee or um, uh, CrossFit gym for women in Pensacola. Like I, I don't know what that looks like, but whatever it is for you, think about what people are searching and then make sure that your website and um, and anything that you create, like the show notes, there, there are certain things that I will put in there that I know will be SEO friendly for people who are looking for that. Just last night, I got a, a message from a man because yes, I have my bombshell boys, so many more than you would ever like guess. And he messaged me on my Facebook um my Facebook page. And he was just like, Hey, Amber, here's a question. Well, I asked him, okay, I always like to ask my guys, where the heck did you find me? Because I obviously proactively market to women. And yet these dudes still keep asking me these questions. And he said, well, I was just doing an internet search, trying to come up with ideas and I found you. So that's, that's search engine optimization. That's SEO. Um, the bottom line for all of this is in this section of preparing your house for visitors, it's ensuring that someone who is trying to find out more about you not only can find out more, but they get the same message that you're sending to the people who you are actively seeking business from. So whatever you're telling people in, in your first marketing arm, so active marketing strategies, you want those same messages to be available for people who are seeking you out. So when you're just kind of hanging out, chilling, being passive like I was last night and somebody comes and finds you, you want to make sure that your messaging is the same when people land and find you, no matter where that is on the interwebs, right? Or even if, you know, if they, if they drive by your building, if they look into the window, I mean, what are they going to see? Are you going to have your operating hours updated? Those are things that you need to be um, certain are consistent. Um, and I know <laughs> you're bombshells. Um, so you're not like the techiest people in the world. And I get that. Um, but I do want to let you know that I dive into all of this and a lot of these tools in my Bombshell Business Boot Camp. So if if some of this is like, oh my gosh, you know, my head's spinning, which I hope it's not because I do try to dial theory down into very actionable and palatable um, bite-sized pieces for you, I do have the boot camp. And I'll, I'll tell you more about that later. But the Bombshell Business Boot Camp, this is, this is just all laid out. So um, let's go back. Remember so far, I've just asked you to pick two or yeah. No, I'm sorry. I've asked you to pick three active strategies to focus on getting new business. And then I want you to focus on two passive strategies to make sure your house is welcoming when people look for your type of business and they actually find you. And I want you to pick things that are mostly easily manageable with your current knowledge and then maybe pick one or two things that are a challenge. So don't go and be like, oh, I'm going to try seven new things. Like, I don't want you to do that. Pick things that that can operate in your flow, like where you're naturally gifted in. Like if you're a good networker, then obviously add that. And then if SEO is something that's like, eh, I don't really know what I'm doing here, then just add like one of those or two of those um, so that you don't feel overwhelmed. And then if you're not techie at all, then I don't suggest that you load up like on social media plans and YouTube videos and SEO strategies. You might want to lean more towards 
like um, working on your online business listings and maybe, um, you know, give that to somebody at your shop that is a little more um, computer savvy. And then you might want to focus on local networking, speaking, and um, joint venture partnerships because that's where you can operate in your strengths while you're maybe having a couple things um, that are stretching you a little bit in the, in the tech world too. But... If you're a raging extrovert, maybe you decide to start speaking locally as an expert. Maybe you start bumping up your networking game. Maybe you hold an open house. Maybe you do like an insular in spa event or in gym event. Maybe you start partnering with other complementary but not competing businesses on lots of things. And then you carve out time to map out the changes you should make on your website as like a little piece because that piece is going to be where you're stuck behind a computer. And if you're a raging extrovert, all of those other things sound like fun and like there are things that you're going to naturally be drawn to and so you're going to spend your time there anyway. So I just want you to no matter if you're tech savvy, no matter if you're an extrovert, no matter no matter if um you know there's just if you're not a marketing expert at all and all of this sounds scary to you, I, I want you to try to craft this in a way that is that feels natural to you. Okay, so you want to operate primarily in your strengths, then integrate a few things, just a little bit of time to take you out of your comfort zone or your zone of genius and stretch you just a smidge. Um, but, you know, again, this is why I don't even get into actual marketing plans in my program until I actually have your foundation firmly established on who you are, what makes you tick as a business owner, as a human, what type of culture you want to have at your business, what your messaging is, um, how all of your processes will support this business that you are going to be building with that marketing plan because it has to be custom to you. That way you can't screw yourself up and you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off all the time being all over the place or being unclear on what your message or your what your message is or which who your ideal customer even is. Okay, I'm going to get off my pedestal now. Let's move on to mistake number three. You are not doing enough to stay in touch with existing or potential customers. This one drives me crazy, especially with salons. Like This just drives me nuts. And I've probably preached about this in a previous episode because I say this like once a week. Um, first of all, the time to market yourself is all the freaking time. All the time. That's when it's time to market. You want to be top of mind when somebody needs your kind of services, and then you want to consistently work for that opportunity. This is an ongoing, never-ending thing. So just think of all the people you have missed, one to two cuts or colors in the past year because their schedule got out of hand more than their roots got out of hand. Then they called desperate looking for a spot on your book and it was still a week or two past their own comfort level before you can get them in. So now they're not really happy and they're cranky because the roots are showing and you're not really happy because you're trying to cram them into your already booked schedule and that could have been avoided. Or what about the person who gets on your table every two weeks and then suddenly hasn't had a massage from you within a month? Like, what's up with that? Like, don't you worry about that person? I mean, is that not something that just really hits your radar when you have all that consistency and then, then bam, they fall off the face of the planet? Our attention spans are limited and our lives are packed. I know mine is. You have to be sure that you are staying top of mind alongside their work their family, and whatever is going on behind the scenes with, uh, you know, like the Real Housewives or the Kardashians or whatever that's also like, you know, Facebook sucking up their time. So here's your action that I want you to do. So grab out 
or grab your worksheet, get out your iPhone, whatever it is that you're taking notes on. Here's how I want you to go forward for your keep in touch marketing strategies. I want you to write down one way you're going to proactively keep in touch with your current or potential clients or both. So that can be like an e-newsletter. That can be a blog that's delivered to their email automatically. So you have it set up in your, your website where every time you publish a blog, it goes out to your email list. You can absolutely do that. Again, this is another great thing, um, a great opportunity for text messages campaigns. You could do printed newsletters if you want to go back old school. Um, which your clients might enjoy that. Like it just depends on who your ideal customer is. But if you don't know who that is, you're kind of SOL, right? Um, Follow-up calls to potential new or dormant climates. Um, Direct mail is another one like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. And an autoresponder email sequence. So if you have um, an email list and somebody hasn't bought from you in a while, then you Automatically, after you know so long of being a, a inactive customer, you can have it auto triggered to um, send them an email and just be like, "Hey, we missed you." But even if you just like write it down on your calendar, like here are all the people who should be coming in, and if they don't have an appointment, then I'm going to shoot them a text message or give them a call and say, "Hey, I, I've missed you. You know, I hope everything's okay." Or you set people up on an on an automatic like. Um, if they're supposed to come in for a cut and color every six weeks, then every, I don't know, three and a half weeks, they get an email saying, don't forget to make your appointment. That's super helpful. Like that's not annoying. And I know to you, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm like spamming them. But to busy people like me, no, please tell me because if my roots are crucial and then I have some event that I've got to do or a speaking engagement and I haven't gotten on your book, like I am in a world of hurt. And then, oh my gosh, and then what if I have to go to another stylist? And now you have to clean up what they did to my head. And then I'm upset and everybody's upset and you've made less money. So really you're doing the world a total solid by simply staying in touch with your current customers and keeping in touch with them to ensure that they do more business with you. Okay. Quick recap. So first of all, you're going to pick three active marketing strategies. You're going to pick two passive marketing strategies. Remember active is you're going out and getting the business. Passive is you're having your home prepared for when your guests come. So like they're landing on your website, they're finding you online and different search results or um, online business listings. And then I want you to pick one keep in touch strategy so that you're working with the people who have already raised their hand and said, I want to do business with you. You're staying top of mind. Then I want you to create goals in each of these areas. What does winning look like to you? I want you to decide what success would look like for each of your strategies and what outcomes you're trying to drive. Then I want you to measure your success regularly. So do that like, you know, every two weeks, every four weeks, but at the at the end of a three-month period, I want you to measure the overall impact and then reassess what you want to do for the next quarter. So you may need to give some things a little more time to gain traction. You may not want to change anything because it's working, or you may need to tweak a thing or two to elevate your results or accommodate a busy season, a slow season, a holiday. I mean, you know how things change. So if I asked you, what is your number one marketing challenge? What would you tell me? I don't have enough money to do it. Um, I keep attracting price-sensitive clients. Uh, I suck at social media. I hate social media. Um, or I'm really not seeing any results. I'm not making any more money, and I'm putting all this energy and, and time and money into marketing. And and I'm just 
I'm just going to call BS on it. I, I don't think it has anything to do with any of the above. I think your number one marketing challenge has nada to do with any of those excuses. Now, I've been teaching branding and marketing for a while now, and I know from repeatedly helping entrepreneurs why businesses like yours struggle to attract and retain the clients that they need to make the kind of money that they want to make. And again, those excuses, and I'm just going to call it that, like I'm the Velvet Machete, they're excuses. They are excuses that you're using to cover the real problem. You're simply in the weeds, sister. You have too many things to do in one day and it ain't getting done. And if you aren't growing, you can't scale. But you can't scale because you're running around without a big girl business foundation and without big girl business processes. So I know you want to get out of the weeds. I know you want to scale. I know you want these marketing strategies to work and you want to run your business instead of your business running you. And you don't want to admit to anybody that you don't have it all together. So, you know, obviously you're not going to like reach out to your uh, competitors or your peers in town to ask them for advice because that would be, um, you know, admitting admitting defeat. So enter the Bombshell Business Bootcamp. I told you I was going to tell you more about it. And I know it works. And so I have no problem taking the end of this podcast and telling you about it because it's right now a super steal. First, you start by getting clear on who you are, what you want, and what you do best naturally. Um, You think that you know this about yourself, but if you did, you wouldn't be frustrated so much and feel stretched as thin as you're stretched right now. So when you work in your inherent gifts and you just do you, you attract the right people and opportunities. And I know if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, granted we're only on episode nine, but if you've listened to any of them, you know how diehard I am about this concept. So first we figure out you so you can remain you. Then we get your poop in a group. We talk systems, time strategy, time management, um, and we do all of the things that you don't want to do and you don't want to slow down to do so that you can get your customer service and your employee management side of things like tight. I teach you how to get all of the crazy out of your head and into a game plan so that you can actually sleep at night and you don't have all those things rattling around in your brain. And then I teach you how to do the marketing without taking over your life. So I know you have a business to run. Um, Shooting in the dark when it comes to your marketing is why you aren't getting the results that you need to dig yourself out of your chaos and actually make you CEO of your lady business. So um, I need you to come to me. I need you to come and say, this is my problem and I need you to solve it. And then you give me money. And it's actually super dirt cheap because like right now it's $129. And that's freaking ridiculous. First of all, Um, you just go to Bombshell Business Bootcamp, um, or actually, excuse me, you go to amberhurdle.com and uh, forward slash work with me, amberhurdle.com forward slash work with me. And it's the first icon on that page. Um, or you can go to my show notes and I'll link to it. Just click on that and it'll take you to the actual boot camp. And the cool thing is we're revamping it right now. And um, so with that revamp, we're also moving towards a price increase. So you better get while the getting's good and lock in this lifetime price and still get all the rewards of what's to come. Um, or you can just keep living every day like you're living right now. That's it's up to you. But at the very least, if you do not join the Bombshell Business Bootcamp for $129, the stupidest price ever, because I know that I'm about to like blow this bad boy up and um, make it more than you could ever dream of, 
So there's going to be a price tag that goes with that. But at the very, very least, if you don't join the bootcamp, I want you to go to the show notes today, amberhurdle.com forward slash podcasts with an S, look for episode nine, download this week's worksheet and at least get one plan together the best you can with what you have where you are right now. So bombshell, you've totally got this. I will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources and be sure to tune in again. Cheers to you, Bombshell. Bombshell.